Welcome to A Friend of Mine, a series of conversations with some incredible and inspiring women in business from regional and rural Australia. I'm Kimberly Finesse, your host and the founder and editor of Oak Magazine, and I cannot wait to introduce you to some amazing female entrepreneurs who will share with you their experience and knowledge of what it takes to start, grow and scale a successful business. So let me introduce you to a friend of mine. Cass Watanay left her nine to five job at 20 when she became too sick from her first pregnancy to keep working. She went on to devote her early 20s to raising four kids. She started in network marketing in 2013, quickly rising to top salesperson in Australia and earning incentive trips and commissions. In 2018, she stumbled into cake decorating with no skills or qualifications, but has gone on to build a reputable business locally in Emerald, Queensland, and an international following with more than 240,000 followers on Instagram. Cass also recently reached her goal of earning enough so her husband could leave his job in the mines. Cass shares with us her business journey, which includes bringing her husband into the business and creating passive income through stencils and online courses. She also talks very honestly about her self-limiting beliefs like imposter syndrome, fear of failure, trying to be a perfectionist and feeling like a fraud because she was self-taught. Meet my friend Cass from Cass's Cakery. Hello, Cass, and welcome to our special five-part series in celebration of International Women's Day. Hello. I am so happy to be here. Well, I'm glad uh, to talk to you again. Um, I had the privilege of that uh, when we were doing our little micro-wedding magazine called More Than Love, which was last year. And, um, yeah, I suppose just some background for everyone. Uh, I love um, a businesswoman, Linda from Waddle & Co. She makes the most gorgeous earrings. There's a pair that I wear and I just get compliments on them all the time. And I knew that she'd um, done a couple of you know, sets for weddings. And I thought oh, I'd be really nice to, you know, showcase those and got in touch with Linda. She obviously put me in touch with you and you just said like, here's the whole gallery, you know, find them <laughs> yourself sort of thing. And I'm like, oh my God, like we need. And at that point we were literally like content was done. It was literally layout stage um, and just finding, you know, the odd photo for this one page of, um, you know, products that we love. And um, I think I got in touch with the graphic designer and said, hey, can I have an extra, you know, four pages or whatever it was? <laughs> got back to you and said, hey, do you mind if we um, put your wedding in the, the magazine? And there we are, more than just the earrings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I reached out to her because when I decided uh, it was kind of random, but my friend that I like kind of organised it with, I was like, I want to get, I want to renew my vows and I want to do it like how Cassie is now because we got married obviously at 19 and um, yeah, we had zero money and like I had zero idea what I really wanted and couldn't really afford what I wanted. And when I was like, I want a really beautiful pair of earrings that go with this boho sort of theme. And because I've gotten quite a few pairs off Linda, I just reached out to her and I was like, can you make me something amazing for my wedding? And that's what she created. Oh, they were just divine. She is um, such a talented earring maker. And as I said, like um, like I have a pair and complimented on them all the time. Um, we bought some wholesale to sell uh, through Oak and <laughs> it was so hard. I actually think I kept about three or four pairs. 
It's easy to do though because they're all so beautiful. I know. And I'm like, no, I'm just going to take one and that's it and I'll sell the rest. I've got to make my, you know, this has got to be a profitable business, Kimberly. Yeah, it's just, it's too easy to shop when you have it in your office. It's like, oh, going out, need another pair of earrings. Oh, but all that aside, uh, stick with us because we are here to talk about nine to five and obviously, um, you know, what that journey's looked like for you. So I think like a lot of people, Cass, um, you know, when we have kids, like we get pregnant and we go on to have our first, it's probably the first time that we actually realize that the nine to five isn't suited to a, you know, mum, kid, work-life balance, is it? No. Well, mine actually started when I was pregnant. Because I was so sick, I had to stop before I even had children because I was so sick. I was, and I was literally working at Woolworths on the checkouts when I was pregnant with my first at 20. And I was running off the register to vomit because I was so sick. And I was like, oh, I can't keep doing this because I literally have to just run off midway through serving (laughs) someone. And so I was like, my husband was like, well, you just, so I I held out as long as I could and I got to 20 weeks and then I just couldn't. And so then I resigned and I spent the rest of my pregnancy on the couch feeling sorry for myself. Oh my gosh. It's, um, I think we all have those embarrassing um, moments where we have spewed somewhere in <laughs> there's nothing you can do like when it's coming it? it's coming <laughs> um yes. and obviously you know there's obviously women who you know have morning stupid morning sickness like why it's even called that um you know have all, all day <laughs> and all pregnancy sickness yes. like I just um my sister-in-law is one of them and I just, yeah, to watch, you just can't function really. Um, It just changes everything. So, you know, obviously you did, you left your nine to five when you were 20, um, when you were pregnant. And then you sort of mentioned that you've devoted then, you know, the next few years, yeah, to your baby. So how many kids do you have? I have four. Have four. It's a good number. I have four. (laughs) And I had all four by the time I was 27. So basically all of, and I finished breastfeeding at 29. So from 20 to 29, my life was wholly and solely dedicated to pregnancy, morning sickness, breastfeeding, nappies, toilet training. Yeah. It was a big chunk. (laughs) My gosh, those great things. (laughs) So how did you then get back into, I suppose, work mode? Like, you know, there's obviously got to come a point where you're like, oh, I probably, and even for your own sanity, isn't it? To go back into the workplace. So, so from then, so I have not worked a nine to five job since I left when I was pregnant. So I got into network marketing through um, a new company that was actually launching in Australia when my third was like, I think she was like four months old. And it was like, you know, you buy a starter kit and it was party plan. It was this new company launching and they um, had electric candles, basically, like warmers with wax. Um, And I I think my sister-in-law was like, oh, I think you'd be really good at this. And I think it was by this stage that I was like really looking for something that was just for me, like something that gave me purpose that like was like rewarding. It's not that motherhood isn't rewarding. It is, but it's not like a very thankful job. It's not like my four and two and baby were like, oh, mum, you're the best mum in the world. You're doing such a good job. So I think I was like seeking for some sort of approval and 
like praise from like an outside source. So when I started, so I, 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 did, I bought the starter kit. My husband was like, oh, if all else fails and you pay the starter kit off, you've not lost anything, you're not gained anything sort of thing, like give it a go. And so I bought the starter kit um, and I was top salesperson within the second month of Australia. So it actually turned out really well. <laughs> Really well. Now, network marketing, I am like sometimes that doesn't have a great feel around it, but at the end of the day, you know, you're working, you know, you're still making sales and there's probably um, some great lessons that you've learnt in that. Um, Yeah. Can you share some of those with us? Like what what were the big things that you've been able to take away from that experience? The big thing was like believing in myself and like working Mm. towards something. So when I first joined, they announced an incentive trip for the Australian consultants and it was um, an all expenses paid trip to Los Angeles and um, St. Louis in America and I said to Jared I want to earn that incentive trip and he was like oh babe like you've only just signed up like there's only three months to earn it like I like just I just don't know like sort of thing and I was like oh I'll show you mate so (laughs) I promoted to director within a month. I like continued with top sales. I think I held top sales for Australia for the whole first year of, of being in, um, being part of it. Um, and I earned that incentive trip and I earned it for two people. So I took him cause I was like, Oh, I will show you what I can do when I put my mind to it. Um, and so I did, I was just doing like parties all weekend and I'd take my, my third child at the time, like was my baby. She'd come to all my parties with me. I'd do like three on a weekend. Sometimes I'd do three on a Saturday. I'd have a morning, middle, one in the evening and I'd take them and I'd get these women to like smell all these wax testers and choose out their warmers. And like, I just, I think it was like a turning point for me. Cause I was like, Oh, when I put my mind to something, I can achieve it. And so that, that self-belief was like the stepping stone for what I have achieved now, I guess, with my own business. So it was, and I think it was also the versatility of working for myself, even though I was working within the rules of a, of a big company, because I was an independent consultant for them, I like had a lot of freedom with that. And I realized I kind of thrived in that environment because I don't really like people telling me what to do, I realized. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. I think there's so many of us that <laughs> like that a specific um personality type I think it is Cass I think so I think so that's me <laughs> oh I want to just pause here and ask um what did you want to be when you grew up I wanted to be a mum that's all yeah. I wanted oh, like when I, when we got married at 19 I was like I just want to have a baby and Jared was like oh let's wait till we're 25 and we had <laughs> three by the time we were 25 so I think you can see who kind of like won out there Um, but all I wanted all I dreamed of was being a mother and when I became a mother it was what I wanted and I did feel fulfilled but I think after like having three children in three years and I think also like being a single income family with little children and getting married so young and we had a mortgage, I really wanted to help financially so that it wasn't all on Jared's shoulders because he was like working in the mines and he's worked in the mines the whole time we've had children. And it's really long hours and it's underground and they do get paid well, yes, but I like I wouldn't want to be underground for 12 hours of a day, like of a day or a night 
doing that sort of physical work in like muddy, gross environments. So part of it also, and when I first signed up with that company, um, I was one of the goals I set was that one day I wanted to um, make enough that Jared didn't have to work in the mines. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What a great goal. And we might get to that in a minute. <laughs> um, so your kids, do they have the best birthday cakes ever? Yes. Yeah. You got into cake decorating. Like is that a hidden talent or what? Because like, I'm a bucket of ice cream with lollies and a couple of candles or a good old supermarket mud cake or a chalk ripple. I just don't have that that creative gene that got should have got passed down (laughs) it's like skip two generations now I just can't believe it so where did it come from how did you know you had that well I knew I was I've always been creative in high school I excelled in art because I felt like it had so much freedom and creativity in it and it wasn't like you could express yourself in the medium that you wanted and people didn't tell you how you could or couldn't draw something or how you could or couldn't paint which we've already established I don't like being told what to do. So it was something that I could do in the way that I wanted to do and express myself in the way that I wanted. So I loved art. It was my favourite subject all throughout high school. And when I had children, I probably lost that creative side of me. So when I started um, cake decorating, I was literally doing like Woolworths mud cake hacks for my own kids after I'd gotten past the point of being morning sickness for like nine years or whatever and I could actually dedicate time to trying to make them something um and if you look at my first cakes they're like awful they're so bad but I was so proud of them at the time and the kids loved them um and that's kind of how it established and then I had some people on Facebook be like oh can you make my kid a birthday cake and I was like yeah have you covered the costs of it yeah I'll give it a go like they're not great but yeah sure And then I remember the very first one I did for somebody and I had zero idea how much my kids' ones cost because I just bought the ingredients, didn't think of it. And when I went to make this cake for someone and I'd said, I think I said like $50 and it cost me like $65 and I was like, oh, my gosh, there's so much more to this than I (laughs) realised. And all your time as well, obviously, into that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, My gosh. So Facebook was probably the starter for you then in that cake decorating decorating space and I'm thinking back if this was 2018 I mean Insta wasn't really a big thing at that stage was it so no not to like the degree it is now now yeah so like how have you built up your business called Kaz's Cakery like when was that point that tipping point it's like wow I actually have a business here so I actually like registered as a business and set up uh like a home-based registered kitchen with my local council um in April 2019 so I'm nearly coming up to four years of being an actual business um and when and I, I, I was really nervous about it but I actually got reported to council by someone I have no idea who somebody reported me to council because I was making cakes for friends and family and I wasn't a registered kitchen and the council knocked on my door and they were like we strongly encourage you to get registered and I was like but my cakes aren't very good and I was like, oh well, we think they are <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
And so that was like this moment and it was like this moment of do I just call it a day and give up like what's starting? And I'd also paid $1,500 to a certificate three in fitness, certificate three and four in fitness. So it was around the same time because I loved, I was really into my fitness then. And I, and and then Jared was like, well, let's just forget the $1,500 because like you have zero ambition to chase that anymore. Um, and he was like, let's just try and make back the money in the cakes. So I like paid for my fees and registrations with the local council and just took a leap of faith that it was going to work itself out. And I've literally been fully booked every weekend since I, I like announced my opening of my actual business. Oh, wow. How many people though would realize that you need those certificates and to register with their local council and that well I don't wonder yeah well because I think a lot of people think they're a hobbyist and they don't see themselves as a business and that's something that I've I have found a lot of self-taught people in lots of different industries kind of talk down their skill level because they're like oh it's just a hobby it's just on the side rather than kind of fully own you know what no it's a business um, so once I established it as a business, I treated it as a business, it took a little while for my family to kind of treat it as a business as well, because I think cause I was at home and I was in the kitchen, um, Jared didn't really treat it as much of a business and he'll say that himself too. Like he had zero idea it would turn into what it has. It wasn't until I think my second year, my second year of doing it, I paid for a trip for us. Like I saved up and paid for a trip for us to go to the Maldives for a wedding anniversary present and that's when he was like oh actually this is a business like she's you know she paid for all of that and Good so that you. was like the the moment for him and then so he treated it as a business as well and then he'd say to the kids mum's working like just because mm. she's in the kitchen doesn't mean yeah. she's she's working like let her work sort of thing and so then we I think that was kind of like the turning point for me taking it seriously as well yeah, isn't that interesting? So from that point, your Instagram has obviously just exploded to a following of, you know, 240k plus. Can you remember the moment when you've opened up Insta and you've looked at that following going, "Oh my god, like <laughs> what well, is happening here?" It was I think when it got to 100,000, I was like, bloody hell like that's a lot of people I think even when I got like to 15,000 I was like oh that's the size of Emerald and then <laughs> I remember we went to Mackay once or something and we looked up the population I was like that's like the whole of Mackay <laughs> so I think I had 1100 followers in November 2019 and then yeah I've gone up to 200 and I've just over 240,000 in that in that time frame Yep. What is it? I mean, I think just cakes in general attract great audience and great engagement, but I think there's a little bit more to it of what you do personally. Um, what do you think it is? What do you think you bring different to your Insta community? I apologize if I get emotional, but oh. <laughs> I think, oh, I will get emotional. Oh, I'm going to cry. Oh, it's, no. it's, <laughs> I think a lot of women can relate and see themselves in me because it because I I didn't have any qualifications I finished high school in grade 10 I got married young I was a mum and I think other women can be like oh like you don't have to be qualified at something you 
you can you can jump in and you know go put it all in and like reach for your dreams and it is achievable and I think I've had so many messages from people that said because of you I started a business because of you I went from a hobbyist and I now have an actual business and I've left my job that I didn't like to now pursue cakes and I I think because I've shared a lot of the highs and the lows and my own journey of self-discovery and healing through cakes because creativity I think encourages healing because it kind of goes hand in hand um and to me the more cakes I did the more those parts inside of me from like childhood and and lots of different things throughout my life like slowly healed it's and a lot of I've, I've found a lot of people that message me can relate to me because I've shared all of the stuff that goes along with the cakes it's not like I just share the cakes and they've watched me grow both physically and emotionally and also my cakes, my skill level from where I started to where I am now. So I think because – and I do try to be very authentic in what I'm doing and why I'm doing it um, and that sort of thing. And I feel like a lot of women can relate to that part of it, if that makes sense. Absolutely. It sure does. And I think I can't make a cake for the life of me. But I follow you uh, because, yeah, you sh- as you said, you show up online. It's really authentic and um, I think people can relate whether they want to be a cake baker or not. Do you know what I mean? Like there's, yeah, there's something in your story. So just before, like you mentioned that there had been some, you know, some hurdles that you've had to work through. Did you want to take us through some of those? Yeah, I think the, I think the hardest ones are just like self-limiting beliefs and it wasn't until I started to question them, like, why do I believe this? Why do I think this about myself? Where did this even come from? Because I think so many people live their whole lives governed by self-limiting beliefs. And it's not until you actually question why you think or behave in certain ways that you can kind of unpack what it is and like move through it. So I had a lot of like just fear of failure, like trying to be a perfectionist, um, imposter syndrome feeling like I was a fraud in my um I guess my chosen career because I was self-taught and I did it my way and maybe that was the wrong way um and then even like when I did start to become successful it was like the self-limiting belief that I didn't deserve to be successful that I that I wasn't worthy of it sort of thing so there's been that makes me emotional too um so there's been like a lot of this these different things that, and, and I tried to share my, my journey through that and the way that I started to unpack that. Um, and a lot of other people resonated with that because I don't know why we do, we do this to ourselves and like a lot of it just happens in childhood and we don't even realize it could have been just, you know, one person says one thing to you and you just develop this belief about yourself and you live by that belief until one day you're like, oh, I'm sick of feeling like this or doing this. Like, I want to be, I want to do it differently. This no longer like is serving me in any way, shape or form. So I had to come, I had to overcome a lot of that because you cannot really like succeed and thrive at something when you're governed by your like limits, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like a handbrake on just all yeah. the time and yeah. or it makes it really hard to succeed because you have the success but when you don't feel worthy of it you don't really enjoy it you just kind of like 
oh, I could have done better. Mm. I had a lot of that. I had a lot of that, like, perfectionism in me. Oh, I could have done that better. I should have been more successful rather than just celebrating my wins as I had them. But so that's something that I've worked a lot on is, like, celebrating all of my wins no matter how big or small and, um, like, just embracing, like, all of it the good and the bad and the ugly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you, like, is there any books that you've read or any courses you've gone yes. to or, like, a, a coach or anything? Like, So I, um, my sister-in-law actually started a life coaching um, business and she used me as one of her um, pro bonos. So I, I've, I've really enjoyed doing that with her. But I also, there's a book called, it's, and I listen to it as an audio book. There's an audio book called Loving What Is by Byron Katie. It's amazing because it literally questions all of your beliefs and like your relationships with people and and all of that sort of thing. And that was like really eye opening. Um, I also like uh, listen to a lot of YouTube videos. I really love Joe Dispenza. He um, is a neuroscience and he actually talks about the habits that we have and how we can change them. Um, and then I kind of started embracing a bit of the law of attraction of like we create our future and like rather than like leaving everything up to chance and, oh, yeah, bad stuff's going to happen, rah, rah, it's more like creating the future that you want and knowing that you have, I guess, power within to create the future that you want. So I've done a lot of I've done a lot of work on that. I see kinesiologists every week and, like, I, I like, which is like releasing, like, t- past traumas and trapped emotions and that sort of thing. And I've, I've really love, I really love doing that. And I even have even started taking my kids because I'm like, no doubt I'm probably doing some damage along the way with them, with things I say to them at different times. So I'm like, if I can help erase some of that damage before I get to adulthood, surely it can only benefit them. <laughs> I think it's just making them more open to the services that are available. Like it's so hard for us um, and more so for males too to go and talk to someone, you know, a psychologist. And I think if your kids are, you know, exposed to that really early and it's a it's a natural part of the conversation, it's a, it's a normal, I'm just doing like air quotes then, a normal thing for you to do, I think, um, yeah, it might be easier for them when they're adults and, my gosh, just the benefits that, come off that um is just for everyone isn't it so good on you for doing that it's so good do you struggle with bookkeeping or wonder how your business is doing financially yep me too meet my finance friend and sponsor of this episode sarah henny from henny cfo Sarah is based in Longreach, rural Queensland, and is empowering women to make confident financial decisions with her new flagship program, Bookkeeping for Profit. This unique online bookkeeping and business course provides you with the information, systems, and support you need to set up your own business, understand GST, read a P&L, manage cash flow, all of it, and more. Work through the online training at your own pace with weekly support and access to a community of like-minded businesswomen from rural and regional areas areas who, like you, want to change the game, have a crack and be confident in their bookkeeping because you've got to know your business to grow your business. If you want to know more about the program or register for a free masterclass and work with Sarah, head to the show notes or find Sarah on Instagram at HennyCFO. Now back to the episode. Highs. We've talked a lot of lows and I feel really (laughs) 
bad for making you so emotional. That wasn't no, the- <laughs> no, because I think without them, you don't you you don't fully embrace the highs. I, like I see it as contrast. The, I like the, it. Good with yeah. the bad. So and the contrast shows you what you don't want. So then you know what you want, and then you want to you want what you want more of the time. So. I don't, please don't please don't feel bad because honestly, without all of that stuff, I wouldn't know about the contrast and how good it feels to feel good. Oh, that's good. So let's talk highs then, <laughs> please. <laughs> um, what have been some highs for you? Okay, some of the highs. So I I was awarded Rising Star of Australia last year from at the International Cake Show. So that was like amazing to be like recognised among my peers, I guess. Um, and Rising Star is awarded to people that have been in the industry less than five years. Um, and so, yeah, that was like, that was really, I was really excited to earn that. And I got like a special trophy and we had like a gala dinner and I got to dress up and stuff. Um, and I think also um, I've, I've achieved the goal that I set out to do, which was for Jared to, um, finish up in the mine so when we moved to Moringa Dan West at the end of the year we're like leaving Emerald and going down to the Toowoomba region um building our dream house with a cake studio and Jared will be coming on board to work the business full-time with me so that is literally the highest of any high you could ever have oh absolutely what's his role going to be Cass well so he's going to take over my website oh good we created um a template well we have a template that I use for like letters and number cakes and we're actually going to take over production of our template so he's going to be fully and wholly in in charge of that um and he's going to do all of the online orders because when we go down there and we have more room um we're going to expand our online range so that I can stock more of my favorite products so that um obviously people that see what see my videos on Instagram can then just shop from my website and get like all of those things that they want um and I'm more excited for like the family life we're going to be able to have without him working those really long hours like that's what I'm most excited for and that's I guess what I've been working towards all of this time to get to so that he can just be at home and have dinner with us every night and you know do the school drop-offs and pickups and all those sort of things so that's what I'm most excited for and just like not have to do night shift anymore like not have to go to bed by myself so those are that's honestly the highest thing above anything else is that we'll be able to like just work the business together as a family run business mm, completely how exciting that's yeah. so exciting for you. Um, now, I know you have templates. You just touched on that. Hmm. Do you want to take us through that part of the business? Like, I mean, that was that strategic? Like, okay, I make cakes. I can only make so many cakes. That's the other thing in so many hours. Yeah. Like, are the templates for you like a passive income at all? Yep. Yeah. They are. And they're also like I was sick of I was using paper. Like I was just printing off numbers and letters and using paper and it was tacky. It was like get all mushy on the cake and you couldn't get a really clean line so now we've got like a reusable acrylic so like once you buy your template set you've got them to use forever just wash them in warm soapy water and store them for later and letter and number cakes are like getting more and more popular with like the caking industry so um yeah it's it is it has become a passive income and then obviously I released 
oh, not obviously, but I did release my, my recipes and, and like a buttercream course um, last July and that has become an amazing passive income online because because it's online, it can be bought worldwide and I have quite a large international following. So that's kind of opened up a completely different avenue mm, for me. It must, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. My gosh. Um, you just spoke about online courses. Um, so how did you know to do all that? Like, I'm, you know, I mean, to create an online course isn't straightforward. You know, so, you've got to pick your platform and you've got yeah. to video it. And I mean, then it depends on what, you know, uh, what level of professionalism you're going to do that with. And, you know, what does your online course look like? So I went with a professional film crew and I flew down to Brisbane and um, I am... Loyal Bakeware is a company I'm highly like involved with and they have like what they call their test kitchen, um, which they've used for filming that before. So they kindly let me use their, their kitchen to film in and I got a professional film crew in and then I um, enlisted a website designer and I told her exactly what I wanted, what I needed. I needed to be functional for people to be able to buy these courses and be able to re-watch them as many times as they wanted. So she built the website and incorporated this video platform into it and it's all just subscription based so like I obviously pay a subscription to hold this um uh video platform it's called Podia um so yeah people can then log into an account and they have access to their videos like to keep just re-watching as many times as they like um and I wanted it to be done right the first time like I wanted it to come across professional and I think that was another thing with like that whole imposter syndrome I was like oh, I'm a fraud so I need this to be really good um and it did it turned out exactly how I wanted and the the response I had to it was like amazing like within the first 24 hours of releasing it, it was just, it was phenomenal. And people had been asking me for my recipes for like a good year or, you know, year and a half or so prior to me releasing them. So I knew I, and I had the platform ready to go, I guess. Like I, I think I had over a hundred thousand followers when I did release it. So I knew that I had a good platform to release it on. And I think having that network sales background, um, I knew how to market if that makes sense. So as, as a, as an, a consultant for a company, you are your own brand. And that's exactly what Cass Cakery is. I am my own brand. My brand is like, my business is me, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, I, I made like, I obviously promoted it in the lead up to it. And the, the filming was amazing because it was all done professionally. And I was like really happy to deliver like a beautifully edited, professional but still authentic to who I am video yeah and obviously worth the investment because I mean obviously a professional film crew probably not the the cheapest thing to go around but as you said if it if it looks good and then you can get those testimonials share them out you know it creates that beautiful circle of marketing um so it was Podia because I know that um when people are looking for those online courses I mean most people know Kajabi and Teachable um, they're the big popular ones, but yeah, Podia is another well, and one. And Podia is great because you can mm. actually host an online community within it as well. So I have a subscription-based group, and I can like, I can um, post in there, and like, so the people that join my subscription group log in, and they have just got access to a library full of like real-time video tutorials that I record and post in there. 
and it also emails them every time you post so they'll get like an update that I've added a new video or like and I set up with my subscription group I set up with some of my um, preferred suppliers like exclusive discount codes for them and we do like special offers every now and then so like I can jump in and be like oh there's a special offer with this company this is the code at checkout for 24 hours or whatever so Podia was great because it kind of like had all of the things that I wanted within the one platform, um, which some of the others don't offer. Mm. So just with that, the discount codes, Cass, mm. like how do they work? Do you get a kickback off those? Yeah, so most of the time, and you'll see like a lot of influencers on Instagram have discount codes with companies and it d- depends entirely on what they're doing. Like some people will just get a discount code and they'll get free product in return. But for me, Instagram, when my Instagram started to grow, I was like, I treated it as a business. So any companies that I promote on Instagram are all commission affiliates um, because I feel like I bring so much value to the products that I love and use. And all of the companies that I'm affiliated with are more than happy to pay me that commission because they can see like the amount of value that I bring because if I love a product, I will promote the crap out of it. Yeah, and I suppose that's the key thing there, isn't it? It's the fact that you love these products, isn't it? So it's not that um, there's a financial gain off it. I mean, that's the the kickback, but, you know, you are choosing authentically which products and which brands that you love. Like I've been sent stuff and offered codes with – other companies but if I don't love them I'm like sorry no amount of money is gonna make me like not be authentic to what I'm doing and what I'm about so I've just kind of said integrity I just wish everyone had that you know (laughs) we've just (laughs) influenced like it'd just make insta world so much nicer yeah (laughs) um exactly oh that's good awesome so I'm so glad that you've had some great highs (laughs) you're creating (laughs) online courses um are there more coming out this year? Like Yes, March 10th. March 10. Jared's birthday, actually. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I feel like this episode has to go up on March 10. <laughs> Absolutely. So March 10th, I'm releasing. I did a cupcake piping course because obviously with COVID, the, like I've, I've, I have gone and taught in Brisbane a few times because it's close to me. Mm-hmm. But obviously being a mum of four, my children are my priority. And it's not like I can up and leave and just travel Australia teaching willy-nilly sort of thing. Like I definitely do want to do it in the future, like more travelling and teaching, but I'll always do it around my children. So I was, I was like, now that I've released the courses and my recipes are out there, I was like the next natural step for me was to then release tutorials using the recipes so my I did a cupcake piping course and it's basically what I would kind of do in person if I was teaching a cupcake piping course but just online so I said to the film crew I was like I do not want you to edit if I muck up stuff I want it to be as authentic as if I was in the classroom and like parts of it I'm giggling to myself and like talking to myself as I'm doing it and I was like I want them to feel like I'm in their house teaching them like I would if they'd paid and come to a class somewhere in person so I did the cupcake piping course and also a template cake 
which obviously then goes hand in hand with my templates and the recipes that I use to make my letter and number cake. So yeah, I've got two of those releasing um, on the, on March 10th. So today, when people listen to this episode, it'll be today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my gosh, you are a businesswoman, seriously. Um, <laughs> I just, yeah, quash those self-limiting beliefs. Yes, I Tim, need it to. They weren't serving very well. <laughs> Absolutely not. Two more questions. First one, like what's your advice to someone thinking about leaving a nine-to-five to start their own business? I think that a woman that is determined and has goals is literally unstoppable and we can do anything we set our minds to. And my advice is to literally if you are so passionate and so excited about something you'll do everything in your power to make it work regardless like you're definitely probably going to have ups and downs but I don't know I feel like women just have this unstoppable force that when they tap into what they really love and what they really want like nothing can stop them Mm, absolutely and especially when we support each other and you are one of those women Cass because I know just in that small little um interaction that we had you know last year for the more than love magazine like that's then been there throughout to right now do you know what I mean like you've been there in the dms um and I'm sure if I needed some cupcake (laughs) advice (laughs) I would come to you. I just feel that it's easier for me to buy them at this stage. I'm still not. <laughs> I'm sitting here like thinking. You keep, you keep people like us in business. <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking, I really should do a course. I wonder if I'll be able to create something <laughs> like these gorgeous Instagram photos. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I definitely will keep um, cake businesses in business, 100%. Yes. <laughs> My kids are so very grateful for that. Uh, My favourite question to ask before I let you go is, can you tell me about a friend of yours that we need to know about? Yes, Megan Steyer, and she actually is local here to Emerald. She sells amazing handmade wire head wraps and her business Instagram is The Sweet Pea and Co. And she actually was a massive part in helping me get started. She helped me set up my very first website which was just a big cartel one because I had zero idea when I started my templates and she like literally set up the whole website for me and gave me the login and was like here you go it's ready to go Um, and she's always been a massive supporter of me and like always had like massive belief that I could do what I wanted to do so yeah Megs is amazing and she's she taught like she just made up those head wraps and she's like got an amazing thriving business locally and and as well as online and yeah and she stepped into her own too because she was very shy and I think because I was so present on my Instagram I was able to kind of like encourage her to be more present so people could see the beautiful face behind the business oh my god you creative people make you sick no (laughs) I just have none of this I can't sew anything oh my gosh um you rock a wire head wrap so well Cass I'm looking at (laughs) the sweet pea and co instagram and I know I like feature on their page a lot (laughs) you rock one really well though so why not it's so good so good well it was amazing to speak with you uh thank you for sharing your story um if anyone wants wants, you know, cake 
decorating inspiration, please jump over and have a look at Cass's uh, Instagram because it is just a gorgeous range of um, colour palettes even. I just love the colours that you too. yeah that you put together. Um, wish I lived closer so that I could have <laughs> one of those uh, scrap little containers where you put all the scraps in and, my God, they were delicious. <laughs> it is such a good idea. I mean, I'd hate to think about the wastage of what's left over from cakes after you cut out a letter sometimes. So, yeah, great way to reuse it. But, yeah, looking forward to watching what this year brings for you and and thank you so much for being a guest. It was honestly my pleasure. I was, like, so excited when you emailed and was like, I'd love to have you on. I was like, yes. (laughs) Brilliant, brilliant. I know people are going to love this. So thank you again, Cass. Thank you. Now, before you take off with all that inspiration and knowledge, we'd love for you to leave a review on our podcast so that we can continue to amplify women's voices in the media. And if you have any questions, we'd like to celebrate a win. You can always connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Oak Magazine AU. I'm so glad we've met and that now you know a friend of mine.